Wake Up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. Monday and Wednesday mornings from 8 till 10 a.m. on 1180 WLTT. Good morning. It's time to wake up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams on 1180 WLTT. We invite you to give us a call at 910-765-0097. That's 910-765-0097. And now here are your hosts, Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. What's good, Kevin? Tell me something good. <laughs> well, it's a pretty long list. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Think on those things, right? That was last week. That was Monday. Yeah. Think on these right. things. Think on these things. Think on these yeah. things. It was funny, man. When we left the show on Monday, mm-hmm. I was kind of getting beat up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest. I was having a tough day. Okay. Had a headache, you know, just yeah. didn't feel good. And on the, on the car ride back, you know, we, we kind of ride together. I just started dumping all this stuff. I was like frustrated and just sharing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And and you just gave me great encouragement, man. And what you said was, you know, there's so much good that God's doing and just focus on that. Think on those things and and think forward to to those things that your desires of your heart. Think forward to that stuff and watch him show up mm-hmm. and and that creates joy. And I wrote you back and told you that uh, it was just a huge encouragement to me in that moment. So I just wanted to go back there and, and, and give him some good praise for that because we want to think on what is good. We want to think on what is right. So often in life, we, we see what's wrong and we see the things that, uh, that frustrate us and, and it's easy to lose focus. So just, I need yeah. to recenter myself there for a second. Right. Well, <clears throat> you know, we, We've got to uh, get that kind of thing in us, and I uh, think uh, I think we kind of have a tape player going that's about ninety five percent of what we operate on, and that it starts in in the womb and uh, continues on for m- most people for their lifetime. And and if you're not con- completely or consciously aware of what you're doing and and uh in in the right place in your mind then most of the time you're you're doing things by rote and here's a good example uh when you first drove a car let's say what are you you know 15 16 ish yeah and and you might have cheated and did it a little earlier (laughs) like (laughs) i did but (laughs) uh my point is that you you paid very close attention to what you were doing. First time you got in a car with your parent or, you know, somebody that you trusted. Ten and two. Yeah, ten and two. And, and, you know, it's a little scary. You're looking around and you're double-checking everything and you're going, you know, like a half a mile an hour and frustrating others. (laughs) And then, you know, however many years later – just a few actually, but you know, it, 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 however old you are, uh, you are driving along for 10, 15 minutes and you don't even know how you got there. You know, you're so caught up in something else that you don't even, there's no, uh, cognition mm. of your, uh, driving that car. So what happens is that is programmed into your subconscious and then you, then it becomes what you default to. Hmm. So that's just an example, but that's what we do with all the things said over us and all the things we've said to ourselves. And uh, anyway, that that's uh, so we've got to make an effort, not by willpower, but but an effort to uh, to you know get back in the word and, and look at it and, and digest it hmm. again, to feel it. Will we go through life that way? You know, I, I think we, we just go through life on autopilot, if you will, uh, just kind of this mundane hamster wheel. And, and, and I think what you're, you're saying there is that's what happens with our faith, too. It's like, yep, I've heard that. It's just, yep, God is good, you know, whatever. And it just becomes this kind of constant thing. We've got to reset and go back to that place and actually begin to feel it and put right. 10 and 2, right? Get back to 10 and 2 yeah. and, and be present. In that <clears throat> that's moment. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's vital. Um, Everything begins with faith. Mm. Everything in the universe begins with faith. And the problem, and, and one of the things we want to do, and that I've tried to do, is is use a slightly different lexicon, uh, not not to uh, uh, freak people out, but yeah, people are, are they've heard it before, and, sure. and and the the buzzwords are like you know they're like hot butter going down a 
you know, a, a corn on the cob. Exactly. So yeah. it it just doesn't it doesn't work. You know. So so when you're talking to somebody and and they and they start to glaze over, and you know, I tend to go on and on. So, but there's some deep stuff in there. It, well people glaze over pretty quick unless i change the lexicon and start using a little bit different language the point is is you know all the way back to what you're talking about yeah you've got to make a concerted effort uh to get into the place that reprograms that and that's scientific kind of talk but ultimately it's your faith sure it's it's your inner man and what you truly believe well, and, and I think for, for those that are, that are tuning in this morning, maybe you're a regular listener, or even if you're not a regular listener, that's really the heart of the show is to to take faith, look at it from a different angle. We call it upside down living. You know, it's kind of stand on your head to see it the right way. That's up, right. You know, and and that's that's what the show is about. This is a conversation right. between you and me, yep. uh, and 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 of course the listener to to engage in that kind of thing. A conversation. I t- I saw somebody in a coffee shop that I know, a business associate, and, they, and I was telling about the radio show, and she was like, "Well, tell me about it," and and I said. It's a conversation that happens nowhere else. I mean, I honestly believe that. I honestly believe this conversation is not a conversation that usually happens out in the space. You know, it's just people don't take the time to have this type of conversation yeah. about faith in this way. And if they do, it's usually in the confines of church or some type of religiosity function. It has a lot of, it can feel like it has a lot of walls. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of kind of formality to it. Sure. And we're different. You know, we're fumbling around with the gear. We don't, we're just, <laughs> we're here just trying to have a good time yeah. and have a conversation. And, uh, and and that's what's encouraging about it to me. And I think that's what's encouraging about it to the listener is this is simply a conversation. So we want to invite you guys to join in. On that conversation, uh, it, it, hopefully there's some listeners, yeah, absolutely. out there. Not Plurals. just one. <laughs> no, they are, man, they are. And uh, you know, you guys uh, call in if you have any questions, you have anything you'd like to talk about uh, in in regards to this idea of faith and how we live it out. Nine one zero seven six five zero zero nine seven. Again, just as a reminder, we're on every Monday and Wednesday from eight a.m. to ten a.m. And you guys can check us out online at wakeupourfaith.com. Uh, so, so Kev, I, I, we were just uh, hinting at this before we went live, and I wanted to share the story on the air and, and give us this, this idea. Because I think a lot of times faith, we start to say, okay, how do I know it's real? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it floats around maybe in this cloud space somewhere, and we say faith, and we, we use that language, and mm-hmm. then we get lost. It's like, we talk about yeah, but uh, yeah, but I got to work. Yeah, but I got to take care of the kids. Yeah, but you know, yeah, but society, right? Yep. And so faith becomes this kind of thing, this this elusive. You know, what what is it really? And and what I wanted to share is a, an amazing story of how God will confirm um, and and affirm. And we're talking about the difference between those. Sure, his yeah. his purposes and 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 talk about faith. So I wanted to, to share this live. I, I just told you about it briefly, but um, yesterday I was in my office. So I was in my in my insurance agency. I was back in the conference room, and a guy I work with kept walking by the door, and he kept like peeking in the window, right? And so I was like, "Well, what are you what are you doing, man?" Uh-huh. And he busts open the door, and he's got a copy of my book in his hand, and he says, "Hey, can I give this to somebody?" And I said, "Yeah, that's fine." It What's going on? And he said, "There's there's some people here that you know wanted to to meet you." And I was like, "Okay, would they do something wrong or what's going on?" You know. And I walk out front, and there's this young couple there. And like before, I could even go to meet them. Like they just, I mean, I could tell emotionally they were, you know, something was going on. And so I said, come back to my office. And they came back to my office, and they sat down. And before I could even sit down, they introduced themselves, and they just started going. Mm. They started telling me their story, that they had been going through this really difficult battle with infertility and that they had lost 11 embryos in this, uh, you know, in vitro planning. And they said, your story ministered to us in, in, in ways you can't even imagine. I was like, well, how, how did you hear about this? Because, I mean, we've never met and what's going on. Well, as it turns out, there's a guy I went to high school with. And this is like a guy I know, and mm-hmm. I'd speak to him, but it's not like we hang out. You know what I mean? It's like we don't talk at length or whatever. It's just I, I knew him from high school. I'll see him around town say hello. One day, this young couple, the guy, was at work, and he works with this my, my high school buddy. And he was telling him about their infertility. And, and my high school buddy said, hey, man, check this out, and 
pulled up this this article I had written about mine and Liz's infertility struggle. And I think I might have talked about it on the show. We went through two and a half years of infertility. It, it wrecked our marriage. Um, it, it caused us to be very angry at God, angry at each other. And we were just on an island feeling like, you know, what's the purpose in all this? Where's God in all of this, right? Mm-hmm. And and, and and yet we, we, we felt led to come back to God and to come back to each other and let the desire of having children, you know, go and said, we have to come back to God. We have to come back to each other. As we did that, we saw God there waiting for us, convicting us of, of things that had become um, idols in our life, things that had uh, habits, um, attitudes, everything that had infused that. And so what, what happened was is that in a month later, the doctors said that we were pregnant. And in that moment, I felt this presence to pray for my daughter. And as I told that to Liz, we began praying for a daughter, uh, for our daughter. And sure enough, we had a son. And then 15 months later, had identical twin boys. And I was like, God got this wrong, right? Here, three boys in 15 months. Pray for your daughter. I get it. Well, then four and a half years later, we have our beautiful baby girl, Sarah James. And so I wrote this article just about God, just about how he he placed that pray for your daughter four and a half years ago and how he confirmed it, right, <laughs> with this yeah. beautiful baby girl, and, and when I hold her, it's like I'm holding a very promise of God because he said, pray for your daughter, and here's your daughter. Yeah. And so amen to that. this couple is in my office telling me that that story that I shared, you know, ministered to them. And so I felt so overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit yesterday in my office. I said, guys, I don't know where you are in your faith. I said, but can I pray for you right now? Mm-hmm. And they said yes. And so here I was in an office with somebody I had met for three minutes, mm-hmm. and we're holding hands, and they're holding hands, and, and it's emotional, and we're praying. And, and, I, and I just remember in that moment my prayer was that they would look into the eyes of their children and they would see their father. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, Kevin, it was just one of those moments when you say God is better and more real than I could ever imagine, Mm. and that he would reach down and give us one of these gentle, place his hand on our shoulder and say, I love you. Mm. I love you. I love you. I love you. I want you to know that. Mm. I want you to know I love you. And so I left that, that moment thinking, oh my gosh, like this is the creator of all things. This is the God of the universe, and he loves us enough to bring this couple into my office and to have this moment. And as I was talking to the couple, they said that they had kind of not gone to church since they were like teenagers and they had kind of shied away from the faith. And yet in this whole process, God was doing something. He was calling them back. Mm -hmm. And so on Monday, we talked about some of the ugly stuff that goes on in our world that makes us want to believe that the things are getting worse and that God's kingdom is not near and that things are bad. Yesterday was this affirmation for me that his kingdom is near. Mm-hmm. It's getting better. He's touching and reaching the hearts of his people. And I just wanted to give him praise for that <laughs> and, and and share that here. Yeah. And, it's awesome. And then also talk about, because I know you have countless uh, examples of how he's shown up and affirmed things and confirmed things. So I wanted to talk about that because I think here's the challenge. People begin wanting to walk this steps of faith Mm -hmm. and, and they get discouraged. And so um, how can someone know that they are, you know, hearing God and how can someone know that they're following um, what he's called them to do? Uh, you know, when, when, when things like this come up. Well, that's kind of like asking what's good. Right. It's a long list. Sure. It's a big, a big thing. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, we're not, uh, uh, it, I guess you have to try to jump into specific, uh, instances to try to define it because it's different for everybody, although it's the same ultimately in the same common denominator, the uh i guess so the question is how does one know that they are legitimately following the god you know uh and and moving with him in his way 
You know, one of the one of the first things I said to you when we when we met, uh, we had met a little bit earlier, but when we first moved here, we walked into your office uh, to do a little business. It, completely aside from friendship, I just needed some insurance. Right. So, uh, but I can remember saying, you know, you have to walk in what I call the God bubble. Yeah. And, you know, some people may look at that negatively, but again, you know, I think you have to use uh, a different lexicon to, to get people to listen and uh, different pictures. That's, that's all it is. But, uh, and there's plenty of stories we can get into, but uh, just to, just to sort of uh, define that a little bit. You you've got to you know the Bible says that God will go before you mm. and be your rear yeah. guard, and that may be in Isaiah. I, I can't remember right the second, but but I love that because you know like you said, He's better than we can imagine, and I mean, and <laughs> and more than that, and and but we hear that kind of stuff all the time. But when you think about how to walk with Him. You want to walk at a certain pace. You don't want to sit still, and you don't want to outrun him. So how how do you, you know, uh, carry out this walk? Well, part of it is uh, to recognize that he's before you, leading you, and that he's behind you, guarding you. So there's no room for caution to become a disease. And yet, you know, that's sort of the, the flip side. Mm-hmm. Uh, caution literally becomes a disease in 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 health and in, in your mental health or or whatever. So one side is peace, one side is uh, ridden with death in one form or another. So you have to decide: Are you going to live in peace, or are you going to live, uh, you know, continuing to wrangle over life and it, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I can get into any direction here, but uh, it, it's it's amazing to me when you think about it, going back to what we we're talking about a few minutes before that. It's a great story. It's a great uh, affirmation, which is an encouragement, or confirmation, which is a tangible uh, meeting of a need. It it actually showed up and happened. Um, that that is what happened with you and you but you weren't aiming to do that you were in that bubble doing what god was leading you to do by peace and people show up at your door uh and they're not it's not about celebrity it's about they just were encouraged you got to be an expression of god and uh and they showed up i mean how does that happen you can't explain that kind of stuff, right? It's it's outside of of us. It's bigger. So that's that's a great example, and I've got my own. But uh, that that's sort of you have to make that choice, like you say, to, to kind of let go, mm-hmm. and that's 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 the first step. Well, the, the funny thing is, is that uh, you know I actually went back. I don't know why this came up, but I went back and read your very first blog post. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> that's a long time. Ago. Yeah, it was 2010. Um, I want to say it was summertime. Maybe, maybe Could have been. July 9th. I don't know why that sticks in my brain. Mm. It's, it's burned into my eyes from seeing it yesterday <laughs> on the screen. But, and I was thinking, man, that's six years ago. Uh, yeah, you know. And and I and I read that first blog post, and it was like, man, knowing you now, and and in reading those words back then. It was like, wow, you know, and knowing pieces of the story, not having read your blog along the way. You sure. know, of course I read your book, but I, I it was just it was just awesome to see here's Kevin. I don't know that Kevin. Um it's two thousand ten, you know, and and you're talking about having lost everything and you, you mentioned poverty kind of knocking at the door. It had been eighteen months or so since you had, yeah. you know, experienced that and and you felt this kind of this longing to to begin sharing that story, and uh, you talked about the parachute, you know, not opening until you jump, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and I saw I saw that, and I was like, man, and now here you are, you know, in Wilmington, and it's six years later, and I haven't missed any meals, 
Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's, I mean, what, what a testimony to God, you know, it was, it was in a weird way, Kevin, to me, it was like looking back, right. It'd be like, uh, Joshua, um, you know, stepping into the promised land in, in some regards and thinking back about what God had done in the desert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, Moses did Moses got to see the promised land. He didn't get to step into it. Joshua right. stepped into it. Right. As Joshua stepped into it. Right. He looked back and said, do you remember what he's done? Mm-hmm. That's why he put the, the stones, right, on the other side of the Jordan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's important for us to mark those moments in our life, to give him kind of absolute praise and, and glory because he is good. Yeah, and, uh, he is. And, and, and he literally, figuratively, absolutely... Without a doubt, 150%, if there is such a thing, is better than we can imagine. And he loves us more than we can think, hope. It, he's he's beyond our greatest thing. Any, anything we can try to go after and comprehend, he's better than that. And it sounds cliche, but if you stop for a few minutes and really let that sink in, I, I'm here to tell you, it, it, it's true. It's true because I've seen it tangibly in in miraculous ways. I've seen literal miracles, impossibilities bend their knees to God. I've seen it. And my job or our job, when we see that, we go, okay, I get why I'm going through this now because I will stand up and praise you in this. Mm. And that's... That's that's the only thing I can bring to this is I will go through it so that I can one day stand up and point to you on whatever platform you give me. So I got to be real careful about listening to other people who haven't been through that because they don't see just how good he is. So when when we go through that kind of stuff, like like the infertility thing or yeah. things that hurt that 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 seem like they're going to destroy you. It if you take get out of the side of of caution and disease, you know that crap, and turn it over to peace. And you know what you see is, wait a second, this is the most valued praise God can ever have. When you are in the worst place ever, when you feel so down and so distraught and so lost, and, and I'm telling you, I've been there. And when you're in that place and you decide, you make a decision to stand up with all your heart for God, no matter what, you you know, that's some valuable praise. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like think about your kid when when your kid is, uh, uh, you know, struggling or whatever, and and you see him do something of, of bravery or where they're just loving you back in, in a sure. way that, and you just say, "Man, how did you get that in you?" You know, you're you're proud of them. Well, that's that's how I look at God mm-hmm. as a father, and uh, I just want to give him like he did. You know, I want to give him praise because he deserves it. He's so so very good. Well, to me, one of the things that uh, you, you talk about, you use the phrase "give the devil a black eye," um, and I love that. You know, um, it's like. Uh, I love the imagery there, but one of the things that to, to kind of go on that is to, to me, a great way to give the devil a black eye is to humble yourself before God, because that's the one thing the devil couldn't do. Right. Sure. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, <clears throat> right. C.S. Lewis said that pride is what made the devil, the devil, right. <laughs> you know, his inability to humble himself before the purposes of God. Right. And that's, that's where the, that's where the devil was born. So that our pride is the devil in us kind of thing, right? And, and so as we humble ourselves before God, as we give him praise, mm-hmm. we're giving the devil a black eye because that's the very thing that Satan couldn't do. That's the one thing the enemy can't do. Yeah. The right. enemy cannot humble himself before God. Yeah. Well, and he can't he can't overcome that and he can't overcome or comprehend love. You know, we we talk about love a lot in our culture. Uh, today our Christian culture is drawn to the word love in such a way that it is uh, a little bit misunderstood. Yeah. I, I, and, 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 and you know, so however if you're a millennial or however old you are, 
you know, my grandmother's version of love is different than a millennial. Yeah. And and I have nothing against millennials. I love them. I mean, yeah, I've got one of them, my son. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what my daughters are. The next, they're, they're after that. But, it, uh, you know, the, it, it's love is the greatest because everything's fueled by love. But you can't love like God if you don't first have a foundation of faith in him and and his faith, the faith of God. You see, at first you believe in him, then you believe what he says, absolutely, and then you take on his faith. When you become a son, you have the faith of God, and it's a whole different mindset. You're walking around with power, and I'm not talking about your zapping things. I'm talking about you're walking around with the shield of faith on you as a son, and nothing that comes against you it it all falls down. And this is what the 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 disciples did. This is why you see in 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 Acts in the early church they didn't they didn't care about their things. Mm. They put their things into the kingdom first, and they functioned. You know. In this way that we just don't see today, yeah, and we can have little mini groups of that. But you know, I'm, I'm I don't want to stand up and act like I've got it all figured out or I'm perfect or anything like that. I'm just saying that that I'm excited about it, just as you are. That there is somewhere else beyond this thing of just kind of let's go love and or let's. Yeah, I believe in God, and and I, I'm going to love, and you know, I mean, it make it like it's a, sad. It's like a Beatles song, yeah. you know. All <laughs> yeah. you need is love, and everybody's like, yeah. "Hey, love." Yeah, that's love. a great song, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That, but that's the thing is that you know. Well, here's the deal. So here's what I here's my little take on this whole love it's, thing. You have to have a you have to walk in the substance of faith before anything else can begin to unfold in your life. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So so this this whole love concept to me is is this is I think Matthew, I think I might have shared this before if I haven't, I you know, if I have, forgive me. I, I think it's a good reminder now, but 5 years old, the other day I said, "Buddy, you can't eat a second helping of ice cream." You know, he said, "Dad, I want some more ice cream." I was like, "Hey, buddy, we already had ice cream. We got to watch this sugar thing, you know." "Dad, if you loved me, you would let me have more ice cream, mm-hmm. you know. And then it got heated. You know, he got angry. He said, Dad, why, you're a bad dad. You know, you never give me what I want. And, you know, if you loved me, you'd give me ice cream. And, and, I, and, I, and I see the danger in our culture of, of treating love like that mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. God, if you loved me then. Sure. You know what I mean? The, the, and, and what we're doing in those moments is we are trying to become God. You know, mm-hmm. and and we 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 start to dictate to God what love is, when He is love. Yeah. You know, and and I think it's really dangerous in our culture. And I think what you're getting at, Kevin, is you cannot know love without faith. That's right. It, you it, we are trying to start in the wrong place because it sounds good, mm-hmm. and and you know it gets preached a lot. And and listen, it's true. Yeah. It's good, and it's the ultimate thing. It's the fuel and the currency of heaven, right? But it is not the starting place. Everything begins with faith. Everything. It, what we believe is the foundation for everything, even our health. And so when you, you, you start trying to act like God, but you don't quite believe the stuff he's saying, Same. you're you're already you got a half wheel in the ditch. Yeah. I mean, you know, or whatever, whatever you want to look at it, you're hobbling along and it doesn't work. That's why you go in and out of, uh, you know, being able to. Oh, uh, something happens. And, oh, oh, what happened? Oh no! And you, all of a sudden, the stress hormones kick in. All the good stuff that flows through you, where you're creative and you're inspired and you're feeling love and you're feeling joy, all that goes out of you, and so your blood rushes to your limbs. And you stay in stress mode, and you do it all day long, and you don't even know you're doing it because you continue to worry about things over and over and over again, and 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 you know that's where sickness has a home. Yeah. And, and so we've got to 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 let all that go and actually believe 
And the starting place, the contact point, is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That, I, you know, I hate to use the word reprogram because it sounds kind of, you know, weird or something. But, I mean, we do it, you know, like I've said, we, we do it with pornography. Uh, and But at the same time, we've got the, the idea that uh, when we pull in, uh, allow... Uh, ourselves to actually feel that it, as the heart thinks, right? The, yeah. the heart part that thinks. We've got to take that in, and and, and and that's what made people weep when they saw the passion when they've read the story so many times and just kind of glazed over and moved on. There is a difference. So Scripture is the contact point to get us to that place where we are beginning to hear His voice, which is one of your other... Yeah. Uh, thoughts a minute ago yeah well it, it to me you know there's this there's this concept of like you talk about whether it's pornography or sports or reality television or whatever like we get so entrenched in these things that yeah. we begin to feel them uh you know and those become our central focal point you know right. not even knowing it. Mm-hmm. it it could be caring for our kids loving our wife whatever right. these are the things that become the predominant primary things in our life yeah. and 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 we just miss out on this foundation of, of faith and truth and that connectivity to to mm-hmm. our Father. The, the thing, the other thing with me, Kevin, on this idea of of love is that love has to have some foundation of truth, right? That that one of the sayings I've always heard from um, a pastor friend of mine is that if God created life, then He gets to define it. You know, and so th- there has to be some, like you said, you can't just go through the buffet and pick out the bacon. You know what I mean? If you're going into God's buffet, you gotta you gotta take all of it, right? You, you gotta if, if, if His word, mm-hmm. you gotta take His word at its at its truth, at its face value. Face value. Yeah, and that and that's where and that's where that that true love begins to set in because it's partnered with or married to this truth, which is faith. This is foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And we try to segregate those things. You know, then then we we're not knowing the truth. We're not knowing the fullness of God. It's right. it's like we've got a piece of it, a part of it, and it's been corrupted to mm-hmm. become this Beatles song about you know love or whatever. Right. And then we wonder why in the world, if I'm loving, then do I feel so segregated or confused or whatever? And the truth is, is because there's there's not faith partnered with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I mean, it. Faith is a substance. It's it's not an idea. It's it's a literal, tangible, physical substance. And if you want to look at it in scientific terms, it is it is molecules in motion. It's you know it's quantum physics. It's energy. And I you know I know this sounds goofy and it kind of gets out there a little bit, but. All the you know, all science will point back to God eventually because God is the ultimate thing, and uh, you know people sort of tap into what God is or might be or some kind of divine thing, and but what they don't do in all that kind of stuff is they miss out on the personal, uh, deep father son father daughter relationship of the true and living God. Um, you know Yahweh, our Creator, and uh, in the name of Jesus, our, our our Lord, King, and Savior, and so that that's the Holy Family. You know, the Holy Family is not Joseph, Mary, and and the baby. Yeah. It's it's uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So uh, to get your your mind functioning properly, you have got to let go of the things. That you're holding on to, but but there are a lot of things that are so ingrained in us yeah. uh, that that you know when we're a kid that that we can't even let go of because we don't know they're even there. We just kind of act on it over and over again, and that's where you get the strongholds and the things that happen. And you know, after the first six months of marriage, you start going, "Oh wow, yeah, all of my crud is coming out." So the the only way to to overcome the things you don't even know you're doing is to be in the Word because that changes all that. It, it it undermines and wipes clean everything that's in you. The more you stay in the Word, the more your faith grows, and then you begin to hear His voice, and then you begin to be able to walk 
with because you have the implanted word in you and you 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 hear things like uh it may be a prompt. It may be a man. I, I, it's a we call it a gut feeling or whatever. And sometimes you just have a, a, a thought or a, or even audibly hear something. Now people don't like that, you know. They're oh, you're, yeah, but this is reality. Yeah. Well, no, that's reality because if you if you don't believe, right? We'll, we'll see you later. I, I'm sorry. I'm not here to evangelize. God draw you or not. I mean, that's up to him. I love you. If you want to come in the family, come on. I'm, I'm here to welcome you. But I'm not here to prove God to you, uh, atheist. And it's freedom of expression, right? So we just celebrate our freedom together. But, but if you do believe, if you say, I believe in this God, in the God, truly, then you've got a huge responsibility to dig in and find out who he is. And that's that's all I'm trying to say is if you but if you can do that, then you can get back to that place of ultimately what's the end of that? In other words, it's love, because then you become love because you are acting as a a vessel for him. You see, it's it's going up the mountain to find God in a way and you find him. And uh, this was a vision I had years ago. And and, and he's up there and you just want to hug from him and he hugs you and he turns you around and says, now go back, go back out there. But now you're, you know, I'm in you, and we're gonna we're gonna take this place for mm. the kingdom. So, <laughs> so, so it, but it's fueled. That's fueled by love. Going up that thing has to be fueled by faith. So, so, what what do we? How do we respond when somebody says, "Well, why can't I do that without God?" Uh, I mean, meaning like mean? Uh, meaning like love one another, right? Why do I need God for that? You know, so like sure, yesterday, oh, yeah. yesterday I, I was you. yeah I was on a, uh, a Periscope or something, and I was sharing this story actually, and 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 somebody said something. Well, why do we need God? Why do you have to bring God into this? You know, yeah, and and yeah, I've had that many. times. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. so how well can't you experience love without God? Well, you you can't. Uh... You, I don't. I don't believe that you can. You can have agape love, which is the love of God through you to others. And 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 if you don't have, listen. What's the biggest thing if you're a kid that motivates you to do right? Is it fear of punishment? No, no, heck no. Because if that were true, then when you're fifty and your parents are 70, whatever, then you would still be afraid of them, and they would still be, you know. So, no, the biggest thing that motivates and the lasting thing that motivates is love. Now, uh, my dad uh, uh, spent, I think, 30-some-odd years, maybe close to 35 years in the FBI. And, you know, I was a kind of a fun kid. I'd like to explore and do little nutty things. It's a soft word. <laughs> fun kid who drove early and broke glass in Rome. Yeah. And yeah. Well, <laughs> young know, dead people in cars. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, I did. I know you did. That's why I'm bringing it up. Fun kid. <laughs> but, but I, uh, listen now, I, uh, I thought, I was going to – I was thinking I was 11 or 12, and I thought I, f- I found some marijuana. And, uh, you know, I just thought, wow, I can make some money. I didn't care about trying to turn it into anything. I just wanted to – I just thought about the money. Well, it wasn't marijuana. It was just some plant that looked similar. It's oregano. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. It was – I found it in a ditch. And uh, <laughs> and I tried to I took it, but it was I can't I wish I could remember this is so long ago, but I took that thing and I dug it up and I brought it home and I planted it near a tree in my backyard or in my grandmother's backyard, and uh, and and I found there were several of them, so you know I thought, ooh, I'm going to cultivate this, and I was a kid, <laughs> just. That's entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's yeah. it's uh, not a, a, a hippie spirit. Um, and uh, so my dad ends up going in the backyard and and uh, and he sees it and and you know he knows exactly what's going on and then confronts me about it because he knows me, right? <laughs> and ah, oh, I mean, he wasn't mean. He just said, "What are you doing? You know what." 
And I, you know what it did? It broke my heart. It broke my heart because my dad, because I loved my dad. I love, I still love him, right? Father's Day, yay, dad. Uh, you know, but but it's love. That's the thing that casts out all fear. You know, that's the thing that conquers everything. That's the thing that overcomes sin. So it is the prize. But uh, but yeah, you've gotta you've gotta have the belief about that and about who love is to 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 feel that kind of love. So yeah, you can do things if you're, let's say you're um, 26 and you know you're working on your PhD and you're a you know a, a cellular biologist and you're into the green thing and and that's your thing and you know you don't really believe in God but maybe there's some kind of presence. Uh, let, let's say that's that's your demographic, and and there's a lot of them out there like that. And uh, yes, you can go out and do something kind for somebody, and you can feel the emotions, and you can uh, be uh, happy about it, and all that. But at the end of the end of the day, if you haven't uh, turned that back into a God glorifying event, then you haven't helped that person really because in 70 years or whenever it's dust. It's kind of like saying, you know, the argument to the atheist is, well, why do you, what's your life about? What's the point? Because it's just dust anyway, just to have fun for a little while. Well, carry that out and you will redefine fun continually in bad ways until you are, completely degraded to to savagery that's the direction that that ends up there's it, it there's no meaning in it does that make sense yeah. so you got to love in in love for yeah. god that's why he says love me and he says that first and then love, love others. others because you have to have one to have the other yeah they don't. You can't separate those two. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's a believer and just sort of casually says, "Well, I can go love somebody," but they don't really, really believe. All you got to do is look at the royal law. Look at the law of liberty. It says, "Love me, God, first, and love your neighbor as yourself." They are bound together. So, well, the very idea of love, the very the capacity to love, is from God. Exactly. And, and we can't separate those two. I think Frederick is it Nietzsche said something along the lines of of someone that claims there is no god can at the same not at the same time believe in moral law because moral law is rooted in god it's it's rooted right. in rightness there is a sense of right and wrong is someone he said you cannot he said, "You believe in God if you believe in right and wrong. Right. You know, you, you just you don't know it yet. I think is what he was getting at, because without God, the removal of God, there is no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no equality." He said, "You can't." He said, "You can't believe in equality and not believe in God. If you believe in equality, then you you believe in God. You just don't haven't." connected the dots yet sure. because the, the 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 god is the essence of equality right, right. that's where it comes from mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting kevin i watched uh tim keller um who is a pastor up in new york and i love tim keller he's, he's an incredible writer just a, a great mind um for the gospel but tim keller gave a speech um at a conference recently i saw it on youtube and he talked about individualism being the chief enemy that we face. Hmm. He said, but the interesting thing is, is individualism is rooted in Christianity. Like we are fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, the very hairs of our head are numbered. Like individualism is birthed out of the Bible. That's where it comes from, you know? And what, what's happened is, is that, you know, when, when Jesus came and, and offered this kind of individual, personal God experience, you know, mm-hmm. that began to carry on and carry on and carry on. And he gave a great history of the church and how the church became, instead of being like the church of the land, the Reformation said that there was this personal you know, decision sure. to kind of belong. And, mm-hmm. and as it's progressed and progressed and progressed, he talks about the last 70 years of being radicalized individualism. He said World War II did something to this world where after that point in time, individualism became 
you know, the form of expression. And, and so it was about, uh, after World War II, it was about uh, equality and civil rights and these things, and that was individualism. And there's good in that, right? But then it became about sexuality and, and that. But he says that, that radical individualism, this radicalizing of individualism, is what is essentially separating us from you know, God. And it's interesting because he says it's rooted in God, but we've kind of corrupted it with our own opinions, much like love, you know? And so anyway, I, I went yeah. on a little tangent there, sure. but uh, I have to find that and share it with you because it was phenomenal. And it just, it speaks to this whole idea to me. It's mm-hmm. like, that's what love, you know, love in its purest form is of God. You can't not have love and not have God, you know, but, but we can yeah. corrupt it in a way that makes it seem about something else, but it, if you get back to its core, that's what it well, is. Well, I look at it, you know, I I, I, I know Tim Keller is and, and uh, appreciate his wisdom. Um, t- to me, it, it it gets back to God wants princes and princesses, uh, sons and daughters. He doesn't want another king. Huh. He doesn't need a king. Um, but but I mean. I mean, do you, what, think about your role in that. Yeah. So you are, you are absolutely filled up with one, so that you can go out and do the other. Live like the other, and, and that's why uh, ind- being individual is critical. Um, yet at the same time, we can't disconnect because the whole point of us being an individual is so that we can fill a need, uh, improve the world. For somebody else who doesn't and who can't do that, and you know, I mean, it's it's just like a puzzle. I don't know. I just see it, but in my mind. But it, it, you can't have one without the other. You can act on it. It's kind of like uh, pretending to really care when you're in a conversation with someone, and they're just talking and talking, and you're just like. Uh, you know, okay, <laughs> and you're, you're shaking your head and nodding, and you're looking right through them. Yeah, and it's oh, it's so false. It's just much better to just say, <laughs> uh, walk away and have integrity and love them in that way. But anyway, it yeah, it's 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 not true agape love, the source, the ultimate place of love, if it doesn't begin and pass through. That faith. I mean, look, faith is the dividing line for everything that pleases God and everything that does not. You cannot please God without faith. That's amazing. Don't know what else to say about it. I'm just letting it sit there. <laughs> I'm just letting it sit there. There's that line, right? There is a line. And and you got to choose which side of that you're going to be on. I mean, what did he say about Jesus when he was baptized? He said, this is my son, you know. I, he God was pleased with him. And wow, that's exactly what he wants for us. And Jesus modeled that. He modeled sonship. That's our journey. So I'm ready to, you know, and, and we're ready to go there and, yeah. and lead people there because it's a much better existence while you're here and it, it puts everything in the right perspective. Well, the cool thing is, is when you start living by faith, it goes back to what we started the hour with, this story. God will show himself to you. Yeah, and we can, you know, I've got, definitely got some stories, and we can, and you know, I know you do, so we can, if we want to get into that in the next hour with some details about, here's here's what happened, here's something that happened. I mean, yeah, I've got a laundry list of those things, and I want to live the rest of my life being able to share those things and things to come. I mean, I'm expecting for some amazing things in my life so that I can just say, look, he did it. Mm-hmm. This is who he is. Yeah. And there's no hat tricks. Well, I think that that's part of the encouragement to people out there who might be going through a difficult time and might be in, faced with this idea of not understanding fully or not believing. But if you are willing to go there, if you're willing to jump off that cliff, going back to your yeah. first blog post, the chute will open. But it's going to take the force of the fall, you know, to 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 open it. And and we have to get that's to that right. point where we're willing to fall, you know, and and we're we're you know to step off so that that'll happen. Yeah. And that's and right. that's when we see love, you know. That's when we see him show up, and and he every single time will kind of guide us, you know, safely down. And uh, yeah, and he cares about the tiniest things that you would not think because you've been programmed just by culture and your parents, and I'm not 
cursing them or anything. It's mm-hmm. just how we are. Uh, to believe that you don't have the value to something so great or you're like a grain of sand in, in the ocean or whatever on in the Sahara. And, and, and we, yes, that's true. We are small. But God is – he's just – outside of this whole thing. That's why science, you know, I keep going back to that. Science didn't quite get it yet, and 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 they seem so opposed to God, but they are curving. They are starting to curve into that trajectory and and talking about, well, actually, there is something bigger than us, and quantum physics is the couch for that. It shows that they don't know everything. And that, oh, guess what? We've got to dig into this. And we can talk about that later. But it's it's just, it's all going to point back to him anyway. So let's go there and not waste one moment of our life. We start with him. Then our life has meaning. And, and not only does it have meaning, but it will unfold miraculously to the benefit of others. And that, that man, that is true value. That's exciting. Hmm. Good, good stuff. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, first hour today, uh, Wednesday. What is today? The 16th? 15th. 15th of June. My goodness. <laughs> it is. Uh, that's right. It is. But uh, but thank you guys for joining us on Wake Up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. Uh, again, uh, would love for you guys. We'd love to hear from you guys. I mean, that's really one of the things that we're excited to step into. You know, as, as 1180 AM, the, the station here continues to grow. Uh, as the listener base continues to grow, we want to walk along with you guys and, and really help you out, you know, where you are. So never hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, the phone lines are open, 910-765-0097. Uh, we're going to be back in the second hour would love and welcome your calls. And in the meantime, I would encourage you guys to go by our site and check it out, uh, wakeupourfaith.com. You know, we're in the process of, of releasing a podcast, and as we've, we've hinted at and spoken of, we're going to be releasing uh, you know, kind of a new venture called Uprint, and it's going to be a resource-driven um, ministry business you know, idea of, of community, of creating these resources for people yeah. to begin to walk this out, right. walking alongside them, helping them understand it, digest it, some, right. some videos, and, and we're, yeah, we're... Just some good tools with, with all kind of uh, uh, neat stuff, including uh, what we're calling Blueprints for Life, which are going to be kind of manuals just to... They're not really manuals, but they're just neat ideas. Uh, so, so anyway, a bunch of things to encourage. Yeah. Super excited about that. You guys go by Wake Up Our Faith, enter your email address, and as, as those details come down the pipeline, we will uh, we will share them with you. So uh, this is Matt Ham again with Kevin Adams for Wake Up, and we'll be back right after this.